The engagement metric is all about time with consumers. So the purpose of the campaign is to drive a more emotional connection with consumers okay. because we can see that we are very functional in everything we do. And uh, because of that, we're also put in a very functional frame of mind, so to speak. When mm. consumers view at the products, then they're constantly just looking at why instead of why do I like you? That feeling and that understanding of, of how our products slot into their everyday lives. Navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome back to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cupco. If you ever feel the fear of missing out when it comes to social media or marketing trends, then this is definitely the right place for you. We help you level up your marketing and business skills by covering the latest news within social media and through our inspiring guests. But before we start, please do us a favor. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel or podcast, please do so now because it would really help us get all this inspiration, education out there for more people just like yourself. So let's get into today's episode. I have with me our beloved CEO, Chris Carbonus. Hey, what's up, guys? And I'm then here. on my right side, I have Dennis Korsbeck Past, who is the global brand manager at Starbucks at Olive Foods. Welcome to both of you guys. Thank you. Good what to be a, here. What a nice Thanks green table me. I have here yeah. with the autumn green colors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, green. Yes. Yeah, it's Chris, yeah, Chris have you got the green pants. I, I do. I have to, for the audience watching, <laughs> I have the green pants. So we're all green. Yeah. 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 It's nice. the autumn color, right? Is it? Yeah. It's not like a spring color, but, yeah. but it's you also have as like well. a you have dust dark green. green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Starbucks green almost. That's a very that's good. What, that's uh, what I did. I was like, okay, oh, very oh, inspiring yeah, and impressive. Yeah, Trying to get into it. Oh, it the... brings out your eyes, Chris. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> she's gonna tear me down in a minute. She's just lift, She's just building me up a little bit. Then the roast will happen. So thanks. <laughs> only him, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah only. Oh, oh, of course. Poor of course. Dennis. I mean, <laughs> sorry for those of you listening and not watching. Dennis is a very attractive man. So just <laughs> he'll he'll be. You know, don't worry. Oh, you can catch the. Yeah, it's getting cut in here. Getting warm. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, sorry about that. I didn't want to make you uh, embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. it's, okay. it's not a. It's about marketing, guys. If you're tuning in just now, it's about marketing. <laughs> is so, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. And I'm not just hitting our guest. So uh, that's how that's how Chris makes business. Apparently, just hit on people. Yeah, and it works. It's nice. It's what I do. I DM yeah. all the marketing managers. Coming more and more like an Italian businessman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. People said I look like an Italian businessman today. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, apparently, that's how I get business. Yeah. Just have that hit on people, yeah. make them feel awkward. Sprinkle. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's move <laughs> Anyways, on. Yeah. Let's get to the yeah. real thing here. Dennis is like, what? <laughs> what did I sign up to? Yeah. But I don't know. This is very actually, <laughs> we'd love to talk about you and your, especially your career and how did you land to this position you are today as a global brand manager, Dennis. A very big question. Yeah. Um, I also love to talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. How did I land in my position? I um, I think I've always approached, maybe career is a big word, because mm. I don't consider myself that old yet to have a career. Maybe I still only have a job. It's turning into a career. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I've always approached it in a way where I'm not going to say loose or relaxed, because that sounds a bit negative, but always try to keep a sort of a maybe just open-minded like see yeah where it i goes, think right? and then maybe keep you know healthy balance between what would i like to work with mm. what opportunities tend to fall into you know my lap do i seize them do i not seize them and mm. then it's been a combination of I think hard work yeah. um 
pursuing interests and maybe also development. And then again, also, I think luck, <laughs> you yeah. know, opportunities so that, that have presented itself. Timing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's more exactly. timing than yeah, it's that, luck, That's right? probably like a better word, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that's how I, I ended up <laughs> at Arla. Mm -hmm. I think I w the longer story is that I was at a media agency mm -hmm. um, and I was there in a at a point in time where Arla started to insource a lot. Yeah. Uh, they created our internal agency, the barn, I think it was created, but they started to scale it anyway. Mm -hmm. So a lot mm -hmm. of the people that I work with, either in teams or um, you know, on clients, whatever it was, uh, started to move, um, or not all, but some of them, and some of the ones that I considered, uh, or still consider, that sounds like past tense, I still consider uh, friends in, mm. in private life as well. Um, and at some point I made, I think either consciously or unconsciously, the decision that I would also like to work for, uh, for Allah. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And then um, I think eight months, maybe a year passed where we, I, I was in, you know, dialogue with Arla, HR, a couple of guys from the barn, whatnot. Um, I'm in the somewhat awkward position that one of my best friends, if not my best friend, is um, is one of uh, the people heading up the barn. Uh, he the uh, the media buying part of it, which mm. with my background and what I did at the agency would probably be where I would slot in best if I went to the barn. Mm. Uh, but we both agreed that it was probably mm. not a good way to maintain too our friendship. Much, if too much okay. nevertism as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, makes sense. So it, it had in quotations, it had to be more on the brand-led side. And then um, a couple of more months passed and then an opportunity in our licensed partnership team uh, with Starbucks presented itself and then yeah. I applied. And cool. um, What media agency was that? that uh, Carrot. Carrot, uh, okay, yeah. So. Um, okay, interesting. So when they started building that, did you see some of the best talent getting pulled out of Carrot? Is that what they were sort of yeah, doing? Uh, yeah. Maybe not out of Carrot, but out of Dentsu as, as yeah, the overall as a, umbrella. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the um, the media buying guys in particular, a yeah. couple of the creatives as well went mm -hmm. out there. Um, yeah. So I think it was, you know, that alongside knowing people out there, uh, as I mentioned, my friend out there, you know, talking about Ala as a place for development, mm -hmm. um, as a place that focuses a lot on also the private person, not just a professional person. I'm not saying that that Dinsu didn't, uh, don't no. get me wrong, mm. but I think it, there was just a lot of appealing things. Um, yeah. I was also in a position in my life where my wife and I had just had our first kid. Mm. Uh, we knew we were gonna want one more, most mm. likely. Um, so it made sense to also pursue something more stable, yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. for yeah. lack of a better word. Um, yeah, but it's a good point. I think that's also, that that is the argument, right? Like that mm. is the main, reason why I think a lot of, of people find that attractive is like, okay, I can maybe have, because agency life is, is you know, it, it can is- can be unpredictable. Yeah, it can be unpredictable. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, everyone's got to put in some overtime and everyone's got to, and it is, you know, it, it isn't the, it's, it's more of a young person's game a lot of times, right? And as like, I went also client side from an agency somewhat at the same time like i was having a kid you know things were like okay i needed to maybe just have a little bit more stability mm. a little bit more like straight nine to five mm. and that's when i went client side as, as well and it, it's a good opportunity to see it's also a good opportunity to see like okay how do you go deeper into something because as an agency person you're often jumping yeah, around you're working the length from, and not the depth yeah exactly but one of the questions that was brought to my mind when you're talking about it is is Okay, so in sourcing a media buying team versus outsourcing that, what benefits do you see to insourcing 
versus what are the drawbacks of, mm. of insourcing that in, in your opinion? Because uh, I'm curious, I know you're working on brand side now, but your background in media is quite mm. interesting as well. I think it, it, it's it's a super both interesting and also very valid question. I mm. think to people that um, support or don't support insourcing. Um, I think from our perspective, what we can see is obviously there's a financial aspect in it where oh, yeah. fees, hours, um, charges for that drop out. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have to pay for people, <laughs> mm. which is also expensive, but it, it's less, I guess, less apparent uh, for when yeah. you do actual media pushes, right? Then you, you have a tendency to look at how much is spent mm. and less on how much flows into people, yeah. more right. or less. Um, I think that is one. And then um, I like the... Um, I don't know if if this 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 is only you know this is only the truth for me basically on how mm. I work on Starbucks in in mm-hmm. Ala, um, but I think I feel closer to um, to how our media is purchased, but also how the setup, the optimizations, the day to day planning. Mm-hmm. I was also in touch with that when I was at the agency, but that was more because not because I had to. Don't get me wrong; it was my job. But but I think here there's a there's a closeness in how we do it and how mm-hmm. we run it, both with our global barn, but also the local ones we have in markets, uh, where it it makes I think it makes a lot of sense for us to to be that close to what we do. Yeah. Mm. Will that always be the case? I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll. I guess there'll be a cycle, and then in, if you invite me back in five or ten years, then we'll be talking about how we're outsourcing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> well, that is always the case. Right? Like it's I mean, always it's, an it's, in-out it's sort of thing um, for years, right? Yeah. But, but I do think like you, you've got to you put a fine point on it. I think, or what I think you were trying to get at is that oftentimes when you're working on the client side and you're using a lot of different agencies, sometimes you can feel like the success of a campaign or the success of marketing isn't yours to fully own and also yours to fully follow because you're using external parties. So I do feel like sometimes on the client side, when you do have it all in house, you feel a little bit more pride towards your job, a little more connection to it, a little more, like you said, like deeper into it. Mm. Um, so that is one of the main benefits of it for sure. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I think you're right. I think yeah. there's a there's a level of of accountability also yeah. towards yeah. an internal agency. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that an external agency wouldn't also be accountable, yeah. but I think there is this, I don't want to sound like a cliche, that's one of my, <laughs> I fear so much that I'm going to sound like a cliche <laughs> in this hour. That's uh, okay, we're all walking <laughs> cliches yeah. over here. <laughs> but, but I think there's a, um, you know, there's a togetherness in it yeah. Um, yeah. because we all work under the same company, so to speak. Yes, there are different brands, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's the same company. Yeah. Um, so we have a bigger purpose together as well. Yeah, uh, I hope. I mean, I think purpose thing. is a big word because uh, mm-hmm. it's it's milk and milk and coffee and cheese and whatnot. But 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 still, uh, yeah. yeah, I think there is yeah. there is this connection on mm-hmm. that as well. What do you think the drawback is to insourcing? Mm, I think that it puts a very high demand on the internal agencies in terms of capabilities and inspiration. They need to. Uh, I guess they need to prove themselves constantly and not just be a, mm. you know, a cost-cutting exercise, mm. but also mm. a, you know, something where they can actually prove point that this so works better than actually uh, like better from a. That, that's how I measure them anyway. Standpoint. If we now it's getting it, the num- the numbers are getting outdated because we've been running with the band for we're going on year three now, so mm. obviously it's it's hard to compare agency <laughs> performance to what with what they do now but but initially we compared the um, the savings uh, the uh, the performance on um, engagement levels uh, mm. reach whatnot that they were able to deliver and then 
you know, we tried to do, I, I get we can't do, a, you know, a like-for-like like comparison on it, but but it was the best we could do, basically, to yeah, try yeah. and proof-point it a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, you got to uh, prove the concept and also be able to get further investments. So you need yeah. to say, here, look, we've saved yeah. this much and oh, we're making they have the to same amount but, of money but, yeah. or whatever but, yeah. the case is. But I think it is that, that the demand is that they need to be able to, um, you know, to, to follow the level. Yeah. Mm. And then I think what is apparent to me, uh, I don't know if, if that's the case for everyone who works with, with the barn in Ala, but what's apparent to me is also that we're walking a um, an interesting line in terms of when can they say no and when can't they? Mm. Because yeah. there is, you know, that there- Do you find that internally? Like you kind of mm. have to- No, I think sometimes- You can't necessarily just roll up and be like, hey, we got to run this now. Like they kind of- that, that, That's what I do. And that's what yeah. I mean. That sometimes I think there is a, there's an element of, of them maybe not putting the brakes in as hard as an external agency would do and say, okay, there's no way we can do this. Sorry, mm. timing-wise, we can't make this happen. Ah, yeah. So Where there's they less have breaks. To, they have to proof point themselves uh, constantly, basically. Okay. Uh, so, so they have to is, react and, yeah. They have to, to a degree, I think it was more apparent in the build-up phase of it yeah. more than it is yeah. now, because now there are a lot of people, so mm. they, they can take in, you know, they can absorb it. Yeah. But initially, I think, I, I told them, you know, you, you have to be the ones that stop me, not the other way around. Mm. I'm, I'm not going, you know, if you don't tell me that you don't have the time, then I'll expect that you have the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how I work. I'm of really course. sorry, yeah. but that, that's, you know. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's like with any internal marketing teams. I mean, they've all had that sort of, you know, thing where you got HR coming to, we need this part of the website done or this team's coming to you. And it's like, as the internal agency, you really have to be smart with your time and be able to say, okay, we can do this tomorrow or the next day or a week from now we can't do it now now yeah i think um, that's true mm. yeah makes sense so the the disadvantage is that they constantly they'll just take everything in and and in, theoretically anyway yeah um okay i have yet to experience them like say you know hard no it's okay. more a question of when <laughs> than it is yeah. no we're not going to oh, do okay. it okay and we'll see yeah. I wanna, I wanna circle back to you and wrap this a uh, little introduction up with uh, of you. Yeah, do you have any? No worry. Do you have any? <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's my I love it. But it's, uh, but do you have any advice you would give for uh, young marketeers who aspire to be young Dennis? If you could go back, <laughs> meet young Dennis in the street, what would you say? To oh, him? what would I say? I think I would say. Um, Work hard, play hard. <laughs> no, again, I'm so afraid of being a cliche. No, I think I would, st if it, it was myself, yeah. you know, one-to-one, -one, I would say don't limit yourself in terms of what you want to do. Believe in, in, you know, expanding capabilities as opposed to narrowing them into specialities, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, to be more of a generalist. Yeah, I think so. If, if you want to yeah. be a brand marketeer anyway and work in a company like Arla, then I think it's important that you, you have a certain level of business understanding you yeah. have a level mm. of innovation understanding you know commercial understanding how does mm. how does everything play yeah. yeah how do you make it work um but but overall i think it's i mean again i'm so afraid of, of taking you know jobs too serious basically mm. i mean just enjoy it go yeah. for for what you like and if that's development if it's being you know having stability then i think that that's where you need to go and then always yeah. You know, reflect. I'm a big fan of <laughs> of reflecting and trying to sort of you know feel where mm. am I at mm. uh, in in this current state of of mind. Um, I think that is probably the best I can say. Mm. That's, you know, good be true to yourself. Yeah. Basically, yeah. again, massive cliche. I know <laughs> that's okay. We add a little sound every <laughs> yeah. time. It's a cliche. Every, like. every time I say cliche, just 
Mute, mute me. Beat me. Yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. all right. I'm, man, I'm Canadian and I drive a pickup truck. I I'm a, <laughs> the biggest cliche on the planet. Like, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Cliches are there for a reason, right? <laughs> True. Because they work. Yeah, exactly. No. It's, um, okay. So can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your, this partnership between Olive yeah. Foods and Starbucks? And this is essentially what you're in charge of, right? Can you tell uh, us a little bit uh, about the activities not, not, and responsibilities within yeah. that collaboration? Yeah, not not necessarily in charge of yeah. just one of, of the people responsible for it. Um, yeah, I can. Um, long story short, then um, Arla Foods on an EMEA level, so Europe and Middle East, uh, and I guess Northern Africa as well. Um, not fully up on my approbations of markets, but it's yeah. there or thereabouts. Um, we have a, a license partnership agreement with Starbucks for uh, for their full ready-to-drink portfolio, basically, so all of their cold coffee. Um, yeah. mm. It's so stuff in grocery stores and, and exactly convenience, yeah, convenience petrol stores. stations, yeah, yeah, that um, kind of stuff. wherever you you yeah. find them. Chilled, so not basically. the not the not the stores, not the not the coffee, coffee shops. No, not the, hot, the, not the hot yeah, coffee. Okay. Um, it um, it's set up in a way where we um, we have, as I said, the license partnership, so we can produce, mm-hmm. um, market, and obviously sell um, yeah. the products. We pay Starbucks a royalty for that, and then we also buy the coffee from them um, in the partnership, and that is essentially the gist of the business part of it. Um, then uh, there are a lot of contractual obligations, obviously. Um, but overall, if you look at, at how we split the partnership, then Starbucks are in charge of what I call brand, basically, or content. So, mm. and, and we're in charge of execution. So if I give you an example of that, then that would be, we've just, this year we've launched a new campaign, so a new brand campaign. Mm. Um, Starbucks are in charge of that. Obviously, we chip in, we, we're heard in it. It's not like it's, you know, two two separate parallels that are just running it is very much a thing we've developed into i guess and some sort of an, an organic partnership where mm-hmm. we are moving closer together as opposed to at the beginning where it was very you know the the lines were drawn so to speak in terms of who did what now we are very close to each other mm-hmm. even if they're in london and we're in in vp of all yeah. places um but they they're in charge of the um, the master brand so to speak so the the brand values brand campaign whatnot and then um they essentially hand that to us and say, okay, here's here's the brand identity, here mm-hmm. are the values, here's the tone of voice, everything you want. And then we take that and in cooperation with the barn, we um, we repurpose content into how can we execute it on whatever platform oh, we cool. decide. Um, Starbucks are part of that partnership with the barn basically. So it's, it's essentially Starbucks that are in the barn, uh, but I run that part of it um, mm. there. But, but that is the, so I think, the executional and commercial side of things is an ALA point of view, and then the content part or the overall brand part is the Starbucks point of view, and then there are a lot of things in between like innovation, product innovation, right? Where mm. that is very much a two-way street. We can run it, but Starbucks can also run it. We can initiate it, Starbucks can initiate it. So it is very okay. much a joint process, basically, mm. much like, like if you projects. see a certain product would perform better in Denmark or Germany or something, then you guys would say, hey, we think we should do this. Yeah, also just in, in general, you know, trend on if let's take, um, what should I take? Let's take a new flavor, for instance, on one of our propositions. If we see that that works, sometimes Starbucks will have insights from the coffee houses, right? Where they'll say, we see that this has a, a high rotation or people are buying it a lot. Why not look into whether or not that can be a cold coffee yeah. proposition mm. as well? And then the innovation. Pumpkin I'm not saying that's cold. how it. it I'm very cold latte. Is that, <laughs> is that where uh, we're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't. I do, I've never heard uh, mentioning of it, no, so okay. uh, I won't make any promises. But uh, right. you never know. Yeah, um, that, I think that'd be a big tuned. seller. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin spice cold yeah. latte. Yeah, could All be. Right. Um, yeah. Vote in the comments below if you'd like to see a pumpkin spice. <laughs> please don't. Latte. No promises, please but don't. <laughs> I don't influence innovation that much. Yeah. So please don't vote in anything. No, no. <laughs> right. P S C L. But Chris can make one. Starlux. <laughs> Star. <laughs> yeah. I think flavor. I'd get sued. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that we would be talking again. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I'll be having in lawyers. In a different setting. Uh, yeah. In a very I would not do talk. that. Yeah. <laughs> Publicly, I'm stating right now, if you see a Starlux, it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So can you actually, just uh, talking now, can you give us a little bit of explanation or, um, on the partnership with the, the barn? Yeah. Uh, it, it's um, it's pretty straightforward from, um, from a... A Starbucks perspective, because again, we we only in quotations repurpose content that we already get. Had it been a Lerpak or a Castello, then the barn could have been the creative lead on it, so they would have done the development itself. Whereas they only repurpose it for us. But essentially, there are um, there are three legs in the barn where I work with two of them: uh, creative, which is repurposing, mm. and then media buying, um, and then we have a third one, which I think is digital development, which where website and whatnot mm. sits, dashboards, um, mm. you know, yeah. easier solutions, mm. more the own part of, I guess, the ecosystem. Um, mm. we, we don't work that much with them because Starbucks owns the website because right. again, it's very brand-led. Um, so that is their platform. We don't execute yeah, anything, yeah. sell anything mm. on there. So again- There's no Starbucks.dk that you need to be a part of or anything no, like that. No, I mean, it, it's, it, sits on, um, it sits on a joint platform. Yeah. So we, we are involved and I am involved in talks, uh, yeah. regular meetings with their agency and whatnot. But it is, at the end of the day, it's Starbucks' decision yeah. on how the website evolves and what they yeah. want to do with it. Um, again, sense. there are no, we as a company, we, we don't have a web shop, for instance. Had we had that, then obviously we would need to be even closer to yeah. it. But but because of it being purely brand-led, then, um, then it's secondary, I guess you could mm. say, for, yeah. for us at Arla. How um, does that translate locally when you get this content from Global? Like how, uh, yeah. Um, is it easily translate? Like, it, does it make sense? Or do you have to figure out, like, you have we, to really um, squeeze it into something yeah. that Where's the challenge? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you have, do you have time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, obviously a challenge in receiving master band communication and then cutting it into, you know, to shorter formats, to um, formats that are meant to drive engagement, reach, uh, you know, top of mind, whatever that may be. That is going to be a challenge mm. also because at the end of the day, Starbucks has to approve the content. Mm. And uh, I'm not saying we don't see eye to eye. We very much do. I think we differ maybe one or two percent mm. <laughs> on, on how we, we look at, at content in general. Um, they have to be very protective of their brand. Sometimes I have to push them a little bit in terms of what do I see fit for platform audiences? How mm. do we deliver on the internal uh, KPIs or, or metrics that we measure in Ala? Mm. Um, but, but I mean, that is a challenge to make, you know, uh, the the cornerstone of the brand campaign that we've done is a 20 second TVC. And then you tell me how easy it is to cut it to six seconds uh, bumper on YouTube, for instance. Mm. I mean, pack shot. Close. <laughs> yeah. You're a creative, I hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just throw the pack shot on, yeah. tagline, done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it is, you know, that, that's, that's the only thing you can do sometimes. It's like, yeah, I think yeah, that, 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 that is, it, it has a, a degree of, uh, of, you know, of truth to it, yeah. that, that's that's for sure. Um, but I mean, that's a challenge. Then obviously localization process. We mm. don't localize to all of our markets. That would be a nightmare if we translate it into 
Danish and Swedish and oh, German, really? and we only translate into um, German, Swedish, Dutch, Spanish, and Arabic. Okay. The rest of our markets we run on uh, English. on UK. Really? Mm. So yeah. in Denmark, you guys run English as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. I mean, I think that's also a lot of brands with your type of setup have have gone that route. They've said, okay, I mean, there's so many people speaking English here. Mm. Might as well just run it in English. Yeah. Um, and it just probably performs the same. And we don't see a difference. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Very minor on, yeah. on metric level anyway. I don't yeah. know how it is on perception, but we don't, um, on, on metric level in terms of completion rate or whatnot, we, we don't see any difference yeah. when we've tested it it's been very minor but mm. yeah i think no. the drinks category especially allows that like you see like oatly for example um even naturally to some extent has also been running a lot of stuff in english in the danish market so mm. i think the, the drinks will, i mean the drinks category especially has been pretty good with that i think there's also you know an element of taking yourself serious as a global brand, right? I yeah, mean, then if you're a global brand, then you run in the most global language, I guess. Yeah, and how does the yeah. the identity make, you know, how does it resonate the most? Is that in Danish or is it in English? And mm. the campaign, by the at the end of the day, it's worked out yeah. in, in UK, right? So, mm. right. or in English, so. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Cool. What kind of KPIs are then the focus and then what can be challenged in achieving that? Because I imagine when you get this pack shot, this masterpiece, whatever, it mm. can be hard if it's, you know, not that easily uh, localized yeah um i think if i start at the kpis then um the the outlook i have on kpis is that they are often very you know short-term focused uh, and i accept that as part of being in marketing i think you have to mm. um within arla we essentially work with an overall metric we call engagements um, mm. similar to what to an engagement on meta for instance um, not completely the same it's been for lack of a better word adapted a little bit to better feed into to how all of views we have an overall digital strategy or agenda whatever you want to call it that's called brand to shelf basically so how do you go from campaign into sale more mm. or less what mm. are the steps and how do you feed into that um, the engagement metric is uh, all about time with consumers. Uh, that's what we chase also on Starbucks. Um, I think I, I try to balance, uh, and I say I, but it's in cooperation with the barn, obviously. Mm. Um, we try to balance um, reach on one side, and mm -hmm. I'll get back to why we need that, and then obviously attention on the other one, so time with consumers, basically. Mm. Um, I work in a um, with a brand uh, in a category that is super nascent. Um, it's very, very infant still no one knows it exists in a lot of the markets that we're in so we we can't just focus purely on time with consumers so to speak uh, we okay. need to also reach a lot of people to make them aware of that we exist that is what we have to do on the one side so obviously reach is an important metric for us to look at mm. um, and then on the other side as i said time with consumers so view through um, focusing on for instance log format on youtube so whatnot right i mean that is mm. that is where we're that that's on a kpi or on a metric level and then i think on more of a creative level we do seek to how should i put it the overall sort of purpose of the campaign is to drive a more emotional connection with consumers okay. because we can see that we are very functional in everything we do and the, because of that we're also put in a very functional frame of mind so to speak when mm. consumers view at the products then they're constantly just looking at why instead of why do i like you um, and that is what we're that's what we're working on with our new campaign basically that starbucks have put together to drive more emotional connection and then obviously 
our digital agenda slots into that to okay. to a certain degree. Mm. Um, yeah, people have an emotional connection to coffee in the first place, right? So I think in terms of drinks, I think that's probably you know it's also the most occasion-based drink other than alcohol. Maybe. Tea, tea, really? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe in Britain, but yeah. not in, not in Denmark. I think mm. we 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 we've done a um, a fairly large piece of strategy work on digital where we we looked into coffee as a whole. Uh, we can't translate it one to one into ready to drink coffee, but uh, there is. Uh, I'll support you in saying that yes, it's by far the biggest outside of alcohol, the biggest occasion based. Um, yeah, that's what I would think anyway. Yeah, from a we we work a lot with need states in Arla and uh, and coffee ticks. You know plays a into them. a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Because you're right in a sense also like that emotional connection is also hard to do with a, because the cold drink coffee is, is like a special category of its own where, you know, it's more like on the go. Exactly. I just need like, it's not a, it's, it's a treat in some ways. Like it's, it's not necessarily a sit down and have a cozy time with your coffee. It's more of a, okay, I, I would really like some caffeine. <laughs> I like it cold because I need something refreshing. Oh, Whereas, pre-workout, there's also that, right? You can drink it for. Oh yeah, that's all yeah. right. That's an interesting occasion. I don't know if you guys ever tapped into we have the a, pre-workout we have, section. Uh, yes and no. Uh, we have an, an energy proposition, we call it. So we call them double shot and triple shot, which are more, uh, how should I put it? Maybe more, not more coffee forward, so to speak, but they are more mm. focused also in, in the comms agenda on things, more focused around this, not caffeine kick, but trying to play into the, the energy, energy part of the um, category. But I think you're right in terms of, you know, on the go is also inherently very functional, right? Yeah. And that's why it's so it's difficult. emotional. Exactly. It's yeah. very difficult because when you can place it in an occasion, then yeah. it becomes more emotional. Yeah. But when it's on the go, inherently yeah. something you go and grab yeah. and then leave for the next thing that yeah. you're doing. And I think that's that's where we're going with, with what we're trying on the campaign, you know, to try yeah. and be that in-between kind of yeah. product or that in-between top of mind, yeah. if you will. Um, it could be something, I'm not I'm just brainstorming, I don't know why, but it came to <laughs> mind like, you know, the sort of, because you have such a short period of time also to grab attention. It's like that quick cut, mom or dad dropping the kids off at school mm-hmm. and then having that emotional connection to ah, Starbucks in the car <laughs> on the go. It's because it's on the go. It's fitting yeah. that occasion, mm-hmm. but it's also attached to that emotional aspect of thank God I've gotten rid of these brats <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to hit my day <laughs> and I have a Starbucks in my hand and that's like, yeah, that's a triumph in some ways. Mm. Yeah. Something you look forward to. Yeah, exactly. When like you run these errands. When or you whatever. get rid Finally, of these, yeah. these somebody else's kids. I don't know whose they are. They're not mine anymore. <laughs> yeah. Take them away. But then it's like, and it's a comfort thing and not only a to-go thing. Like I would think with, I'm not a big tea drinker, but you you often, I would at least associate tea with, you know, relaxing, read a book, whatever, like in the evening. So it's like cozy, comforting. And then when you do that with the to-go coffee, it kind of gets that purpose as well like it's suddenly a comfort thing and not only you know something you can yeah, look forward to and that's what you're struggling with i guess or not struggling with it. that's what you guys are moving yeah. towards is like how yeah. do you create mm-hmm. that less about function and more about treats it's a luxury. or yeah, it's a treat a, yeah. an emotional we're trying connection to, um, we're actually working on 
on a thing right now and now I'm looping back to the barn uh, <laughs> they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to hear this um, okay <laughs> we're not barn, I give yeah. them too much credit <laughs> the barn it's uh, we're gonna cut <laughs> you off here <laughs> we're gonna yeah. see what your IP address is and, and then uh, just not not serve any yeah. <laughs> no we're um, we're working on a, um, a project in cooperation with them but also Starbucks on um, so essentially in the portfolio we have three that's not entirely true and my colleagues are gonna kill me because I leave out some of their platforms but we have essentially three platforms, which is our Till Classics, the cups, if you've seen them on shelf, uh, yeah. they are more of a, we call it a, a daily ritual, so to speak. Um, then we have our Frappuccinos, which is very much also from a coffee house, they're in a glass bottle. Yeah. Um, they're more of a, you know, a delicious treat. And then the energy that I just mentioned, those are the yeah. three top ones. Um, what about the Nespresso things? Is that done by somebody else? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you mean the yeah the, uh, the little capsules? Like capsules yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're another licensed partner that Starbucks oh, has okay. on those. I didn't know that. Uh, okay. Nestle, I would say. Yeah, I can't even remember, Nestle. but I think ah, that it's it's them. Um, okay. Also up here. Um, okay, we'll, we'll cut that out. Fuck, <laughs> not Nestle. <laughs> we won't mention that. No, we love you, Nestle. Um, <laughs> but it's we, we are working on a project for um, for our chill classics and our frap propositions uh, because we can. We've basically seen in research that consumers can't really tell them apart. Um, hmm. both from a, a consumption point of view, but also in general. I mean, obviously they can see the difference between a cup and a bottle uh, in glass, but <laughs> yeah. outside of that, then <laughs> they have a hard time, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. A bottle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can tell the difference. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a good step. That's a good step. <laughs> no, no, but I... Uh, no. I would never overestimate consumers. No, but I agree with you. Sometimes they don't <laughs> know. Like, make it simple. Is this a different product range? But you're right. It is. Yeah. I mean, like I'm making fun of myself because I, <laughs> I am in that boat. Like, isn't this all the same? But it's not. It's it clearly is. Uh, and again, it's uh, it's you know you hit range. the um, you hit the point home in terms of you know what is the problem basically yeah. on it because yeah. it is we we yeah we 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 can't really we can't strike that. Um, yeah. So we're starting Tough. to work on something where we're gonna try and and one thing is obviously and that's back to you asked about the challenges obviously one mm. of the challenges in repurposing is that you don't create fit for platform content which for a media and mar marketing kind of guy like me mm -hmm. that is like not the holy grail but it's one of the first things that i go to you know how do we Must fix something be, yeah. platform first content yeah. um, mm. audience first content if you will um so but that's that's a drum I've been banging for quite a while, mm. um, and now it's 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 resulted into a project where we're going to take those two platforms that I mentioned on product level and then say, okay, how do we make them more distinct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the levers to pull is to create more platform-specific content, basically, yeah. to drive that you know yeah. emotional part of it to put it into a context yeah. that is less. I should be careful what I say, but maybe less functional. But wouldn't that be more? I mean, platform and audience, in my mind are parts of the same coin in I some agree. ways because like you could say an older segment is for facebook younger segment is for tiktok so you kind of with the platform selection you're also creating some sort of audience segmentation as yeah. well um sort of what coke did with coke zero versus diet coke like they're also making sort of distinctions saying well coke zero is more masculine diet coke is more feminine um, and they went that route with it mm. is that what sort of you guys are looking at as well to to an extent, I guess uh, I, I will probably never try to put it into male and female. Right. Um, but yeah, obviously, it wouldn't work today. Yeah. No. I think like, and that's also why Coke like Coke Zero, they went feminine again with it because they're like, okay, we can't just target men with Coke Zero. Mm. But at the beginning, it was very much that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we we obviously we acknowledge that they're from a 
you know, a demographic point of view, especially mm. on age, is going to be a difference, right? Yeah. I mean, on who consumes the product and, and who can afford it also because it is a premium price product. Yeah. Um, so that 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 is part of it. Um, but I think it's more around also making the making the product play. Do you follow? Mm. You know, to make it come to life yeah. in the assets. I'm not saying we don't already do that in, in what we've already produced, but maybe doing it on more on media terms than on brand terms. Okay. And that is a, I guess, a dangerous exercise. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think how to, you make that happen. To out. set your brand free a little bit okay. on that. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. also, uh, I'll look forward to see how they solve it. Yeah, exactly, because I think like, okay, I'm a little bit crazy, but I do believe that brands have less control over their own brands these days. I think like it's very much in the hands of the consumer. It's very much, and I think that's also what you want. You want to have a brand that consumers feel so connected to that they're willing to play with it and, and mm. make their own brand out of mm. it in Completely some senses, agree. right? Yeah. So in, in some senses, like the most forward-thinking brands are the brands that like what you guys are thinking as is say, how do we, how do we set it free? If mm. we love it, how do we set it free? And I think that's a, it's a, it's a smart move. It's how it comes together. Yeah. Is the it's hard not part, necessarily but. a bad thing that it's perceived different depend on the market or the audience, right? At mm. all. No. You just have to own it. And yeah. I mean, I think in, in our position and, and probably also uh, Coke or, or who that may be, uh, you know, players of, of a similar magnitude in their category. I think we, um, and, and, and I say we, as an Arla, because also in the partnership, we have an obligation alongside Starbucks to not devaluate their brand, mm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, we are very focused on positioning Starbucks, also the RCD part, as a premium brand. Yeah. That mm. is one of the cornerstones of what we do. Um, yeah. I think we have the, um, in regards to what you're saying around, you know, uh, setting the brand free and letting consumers decide, I think we have yeah. the, the upside in that the category is not that developed, so the products are not that developed, meaning that we can help sort of push or set the boundaries for what is the brand gonna look like? What's mm. the product gonna look like? We can chip into that. Um, yeah. But but again, I, I completely agree with you. I believe a lot in, you know, in, in to a degree anyway, setting your brand free and, and letting consumers yeah. play with it in, you know, a manner that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. For them more than for me. Yeah, I guess it's the the challenges. Yeah, making sure that it still stays premium, because that is the the big challenge. And I think you also see brands like Louis Vuitton have that issue, because they set it free and then Jack and Jones Jack also and Jones have, huge have that issue. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's an issue for any brand that becomes mainstream. How do you keep that premiumness? Mm -hmm. And I think as iced coffee has been like a very you know I think a growing category. Um, you have this issue of it becoming too, too mainstream, and then how do you keep that premiumness and also allow people to play with it? So yeah, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how to solve it. Um, the big <laughs> figure it out. The bar, uh, call yeah. me. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I will be able to solve it. It's a tough one. Um, I mean, obviously, there's ways around it. I think that. I, I mean, and Starbucks, you know, head office knows this. I mean, we've. We've de developed a lot of Giphy stickers for clients, you know, AR filters with clients, like creative tools that are that people can use to be a part of the brand, mm. rep the brand, ambassador the brand, also you know play with the brand. 
um, those are always good sort of ways to start it. And mm. I think, you know, the platforms now allow for all of that with, you know, AR kits and stuff like that. So, you know, whether that's TikTok, Instagram or Snapchat or, you know, even YouTube for some, some stuff like that, it, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense and, and it can be the first entrance into doing stuff where you're allowing people to play with the brand. And then on the large other side of the spectrum, there's complete like, you know, producing wearables and producing tons of becoming a clothing line <laughs> and uh, letting people sort of play around with it that way. And that's another sort of aspect that maybe falls less in the there's, premium category. But there's a lot of merchandise anyways from Starbucks, right? So it yeah. wouldn't be yeah. totally off. It wouldn't be totally off, yeah. but not in your category in yeah. a sense. But uh, that's, that's the interesting less one. Anyway, uh, we are, um, I think we're, we're dipping our toes into the whole gift with purchase thing as well. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing it for quite a while, obviously with inspiration from the master brand. Um, this is going to be the first year where we, we run a Christmas jumper, for instance, uh, yeah. which I'm okay. very excited about. Mm. Um, so let's uh, let's see how that. Yeah. So out. like, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here. So you guys are already like, you guys have got ways into it. And I think it's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I yeah. think still you're, I mean, I think you're onto something around the, the way I look at it anyway is that we are um, we're still very infant much like the category then in our setup we're also still very infant we might be you know Starbucks and, and Arla Foods uh, two very large companies in you know in different scales obviously mm -hmm. um, we have our internal agency that are you know firing on, on all cylinders as well but still the category and the brand and how our setup is is still very infant yeah. it is um, we're still figuring it out basically yeah. I mean we we, we did a, as I said, we did a strategy project last year for digital where one of the uh, the objectives that I put in for to our agency was what is the role of digital <laughs> in our ecosystem? I mean, that, that, that tells you where we are. Mm. Um, we're not, um, I've, I have to be careful not to offend myself too much, but <laughs> we're not, uh, I mean, we're not trailblazers in that no. sense. We're not the risk takers on, on all no. of that. I think we're still trying to figure out, you know, how do we connect with mm. consumers? How do we make our brand more meaningful? Um, yeah. We look very much to influencers right now, which yeah. I know is, is to people like you most likely, especially the younger people. It's, I it's love that he points <laughs> at me when he says younger people. Yeah. <laughs> I, assume, I can only assume you're the youngest in the room. I mean, yes. it's... Uh, yes. <laughs> I think the plant is older than you. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> Sorry. You don't know how old that plant is. <laughs> it's an old plant. <laughs> yeah. Old plant. We're good with it. You know, it's it's influences as a discipline, right? A media discipline is something I think you'd be much more accustomed to than, than I am. So that's also something where we're only just starting to explore, like, what can we do? We've run yeah, it very definitely. locally, you know, let it be up to, to markets, how they do it. And, mm -hmm. and now we're trying to to help them a little bit in terms of how do we position it? What is it that we want people to do? How do we make them work with, you know, with the campaign and mm -hmm. with the cues that are in the campaign, how do we make them yeah. do content yeah. on our behalf that mm -hmm. is still mm -hmm. premium, but also yeah. feels Yeah, but you make it real. personal, yeah, and personalize we, it. We try. <laughs> yeah, but I think, it, I mean, it's, it's a, I think it's a nice approach because I mean, the statement you also have, like you're such a type when you drink a third of coffee, if you're a cappuccino guy or a latte yeah. girl, or it, it's kind of a statement, right? You can kind of personalize it in a bit, in a sense. That some people sometimes people may like this i mean it, there's potential for it anyways yeah. yeah there's also something okay now i'm totally giving you cool ideas that you probably already had yourself <laughs> but it's funny like the whole cultural of, of getting 
a Starbucks cup from the store that has your wrong name on it. And we, we've, we've I'm been, sure you've played with this, we, but I think that's also funny with the at, idea. The, yeah, at the store level, at the boutique level, yeah. how do you do that on an iced coffee? Yeah. We have been, well, um, right? there, there's mm -hmm. been talks around, you know, doing something similar to when Coke put, uh, put names yeah. on, mm -hmm. on that and then yeah. playing around with it. But I, I've never Spelling heard. Spelling names uh, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Instead of Saran, uh, it's like Sauron. <laughs> or like. <laughs> That's very, very good pronunciation. Sauron. Yeah, take that. That's yeah, a yeah, go. ready to go idea. Yeah, there you take go. <laughs> fuck up everybody's names on the, yeah. on the glass bottles. If I do that, Starbucks are gonna kill me. Yeah, probably. It's not. It's not a premium, and it's also probably. But they leaned into it, didn't they? On the global level, didn't they lean into the fact that everyone's names are written wrong? <laughs> I think um, they do. I think they do. I think yeah. they make. I think they make fun of themselves yeah. as well. Like, yeah. But okay, you've had the idea. I'm not. I'm not giving you anything new here. But <laughs> but Swan, that's that's new. Swan. Yeah. <laughs> You can take Ice that latte out. for Swan. <laughs> yeah, do store activations where you like call people's names, yeah, give them a I cold like beverage. This idea a lot. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we're off topic. Not my, at all. My bad. Not guys. at all. Please, I actually please delete all of this. A, no, actually, oh, no, I think this has legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so foolish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea, Chris. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. <laughs> In five years, we have circle back. <laughs> and see where we are. I'm really sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> We're all listening on the podcast yeah. and those people at, you know, yeah. at Starbucks. Okay, actually, we are coming to an end. I think that could actually be a nice segue. If not that idea, where do you see your guys moving in the future? <laughs> not, <laughs> if not, not this that. idea, what else are you going to do? Smooth yeah. <laughs> segue. Let's let's move forward. Okay, good yeah. idea. Oh, please give us something <laughs> better. Do you think? I know you said that you're fairly new, but where do you see personally mm. that you could further develop for uh, for you guys to create yeah. this synergy and develop the partnership? Uh, I think. I'm uh, I'm not a creative. I'm not the only one not a creative. <laughs> uh, um, um, so I don't I don't think from a campaigning level or identity level, then it would be hard for me to to say I think we need to do uh, this or this. Um, but I think as a from a partnership perspective mm -hmm. and from a also a, a digital strategy perspective, yeah. which is also what we're talking about a little bit, right? Then I think we need to you know we need to maintain. What we're doing basically which is is this we have a in in our lads called i think test and learn i tend to call it test and scale that's the beauty of being on a you know a, a less developed brand then scale comes quicker mm -hmm. than it does on a more established one um i think we need to 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 continue that basically we um, we're constantly trying to you know to expand how we look at media basically so are there any I'm not as naive to you know to sit here and say that that we find white spaces on where we can connect with consumers. I think that's that's not for me to do that or for the barn for that matter. Um, but it is you know in in essence it is looking for where can we get more time with people? Where can mm. we get people to have an opinion on our brand, mm. on our products? How can we assist people in in having that you know that feeling and that understanding of of how our products slot into their everyday lives because mm. it's not you know it's not a, a bank loan or uh, buying a car or anything it is a very day-to-day -day purchase that's yeah. where you know frequency is also a key that that and we need to look at part of their day exactly. day life every day exactly mm. we want to be yeah. a part of, of you know a routine basically yeah. without being a routine i yeah. guess you could say a routine brand anyway and yeah. um, so i think that is you know that that's 
I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it is. So no brushing your teeth with Starbucks. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> it's very routine. Unless you want a, like, you know, you yeah. want fake teeth. Yeah, then yeah that's uh, I think a nice it's look. a brilliant idea. Porcelain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's actually funny. How do you become part of someone's daily routine without becoming routine? Yeah. So it's a brilliant insight. Like, that is the challenge. I think that so. is, you know, that's, and I, again, with the fear of being a cliche, then I've also seen a, you know, a quote circle around in different sort of of, um, of context or formats. But essentially, you know, worrying about, you know, being what people are interested in, as opposed to interrupting what they're interested in, basically. Uh, um, mm. That that is, you know, yeah. That that's a little bit what what I also try and remind myself sometimes because I think yeah. we as, you know, as media specialists. Um, strategists and whatnot, we have a tendency to look at it in a you know in a sense where where can we get you, where can we get mm. you to watch something, mm. as opposed to how can I get you to take an interest yeah. into something, um, yeah. and and that is yeah I think it's ex it's easy to reach people, it's hard to engage. Exactly, right? that's the difficult part. I think you can just throw as much money. I mean, and Arla and Starbucks have as you know lots of money to do that, but how do you actually get that engagement? How do you get that? share together sort of thing yeah value for money yeah, yeah yeah and how do you prove it as a um also something on you know the bottom line yeah how do you generate yeah, yeah that's also the case like okay didn't did it make any sales that's the, exactly. all, the next question i even get that on huge reach campaigns that we have for mm -hmm. but clients. that's struggling like, yeah but that wasn't that wasn't the kpi the kpi mm -hmm. was brand awareness yeah. and con connectivity and engagement I can uh, tell you for, uh, from sale. experience that um, people in commercial units or business units, they don't care about reach. No. <laughs> I've experienced that on uh, first hand. Yeah. They, they don't really care about the, uh, I mean, they'll say, yeah, yeah, cool, that's a big number. Yeah. But uh, did we sell more? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Are we going to sell more? Yeah. yeah. When is it going to happen? When? Yeah. Uh, but that's not that's an unusual fun. struggle, right? I think no, no, every, I think, every I think branding it's fair. marketers uh, struggle with that. No, I wouldn't want to be in, you yeah. know, in, in a company where I wasn't held accountable on that part as yeah. well definitely yeah um, pushes you not saying it's easy but but yes it mm. pushes you mm. makes sense nice cool cool so have a have it guys how uh to work a global strategy into regional execution from dennis Korsbeck past the global brand manager very long name when you say it like that <laughs> it's so official yeah, very so the global very brand manager. royalty you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, i feel very old yeah okay <laughs> when you pronounce my full name it's like <laughs> oh we gotta take it's like, your name though people have started okay, calling I can you say, sir like in can, trains yeah, and buses yeah, and whatnot. sir yeah sorry <laughs> saw the podcast yeah. <laughs> sir yeah sir and yeah. mr dennis yeah. <laughs> mr that's yeah, the one mr. that's right okay oh. but thank you so much for sharing dennis thank you the global Thanks brand manager me. at starbucks at Alla foods thank you for listening and Thanks. tune in for the next one cheers see you guys bye this has been the social media sucks podcast